This episode of the bonus edit is brought to you by the Bridal Journey Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we will talk about wedding taxes, how to know you're not being ripped off by a supplier, and how much does a wedding cost in Australia. Hi, Laura. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about um, money today, (laughs) or lack thereof. (gasps) How's your week been? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, I'm 34 weeks pregnant this week, so just planning for the nursery and um, that's about it, really. How about you? How exciting. Um, The week's been good. It's been slow. We're slowly starting to gear a little bit back up for 2021 with some positive, um, I don't know, I think I feel like people are just getting a little bit more excited, you know, it's coming into summer. Um, I think we're all going to have some good news in the next few days. Like so, Biden winning today. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly like Biden winning. Um, yeah, so it's really exciting. So... I'm excited about it all and I think that, um, you know, people are finally going to be able to get married again, Hopefully. which is exciting. I know. I can't wait to start planning my wedding with you. I know. It's be exciting. Oh my gosh, so exciting. I was one of those people that had chose to have a baby. I got engaged earlier this year and luckily decided to fall pregnant and have our wedding after. So yeah, this total it kind of worked, worked out for me quite well. So I'm... Um, Looking forward to having the baby and getting, you know, started on my wedding planning journey with you early next year. Yes, I can't wait. Hopefully. I what are you, what go ahead. 12 months it's going to be for you. Yes, not long. Wow. Yeah. My gosh. Okay. So I'm looking forward to learning a lot from you today. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Okay. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about money and the wedding industry and that dirty word that people um, associate with weddings called the wedding tax. Um, we've had so many questions on our DMs from listeners and from followers that are just like, you know, how, how does it work? So I think this is going to be a really good episode just to be able to explain to people, well, there is reasons behind you know, potentially the madness of an, uh, an invoice um, and at least maybe this will just give them a little bit of info so that when, you know, couples are starting to get the invoices through and there's a huge variation and there are costs in there that, that they didn't expect to be in there, you know, maybe this will just give people some clarity, which I think is really cool. And we have got these questions from you, our audience, um, so if you do have a question, send through a voicemail uh, to our uh, email address, which is hello at the com, or on our Instagram, which is the Podcast, um, and we'll try our best to answer your questions. So shall I jump straight in with the first question? Yes, let's start. Yeah, so this one is from Candice and she lives in Melbourne and her question is, is there such a thing as a wedding tax? Do prices really increase when you mention the word wedding? Oh, yeah. I think that's like, I think, you know, that <laughs> cha-ching, 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 like it's spitting out money at, at a, um, the gambling thing. I feel like that's what people hear when, um, 
the word wedding is used and I think that's what people think when it's in placed in front of an inquiry when they're talking to, you know, a florist or a venue or a photographer. So, um, you know, I feel like when planning a wedding, sometimes couples can feel like their house deposit almost is like slipping away <laughs> every invoice that Entire they come. Entire life savings. Oh, complete life savings one day, right? You know, every invoice that comes across your desk, you kind of – You've never done it before, so, you you know, you don't know whether or not this is right. Um, Invoices are due straight away. It makes you feel under pressure about, have I made the right choice here? Um, I need to pay it immediately, otherwise I'll lose my booking. And if I lose my booking, I'll lose the supplier I want, but how do I even know that this supplier is charging the right amount of money, Um, you know, for their service? So, I think wedding-related cost can be really tough to wrap your head around and you know so can you give us an example like if I'm going to buy a cake for you know a 21st birthday yeah am I going to be charged a lot less for that cake rather than if I said it was for a wedding can you go in and just lie (laughs) of course you can go in and just lie but you don't need to you actually don't need to because there is so many different if you walk into a cake maker and you show them a 10-tier picture of a cake that you've snapped from Pinterest that's covered in flowers, that's got seven different flavours in the tiers. You know, every tier is a different flavour because, you know, you only get married once, right? So you want everything to be perfect and over the top and you have to have it all. But if you go into a cake maker and ask for that, you are going to be charged accordingly. You probably will never walk into that same supplier for your 21st and say, can I have seven flavours, 10 tiers? Well, some might. Some might. They're getting a bit fancy now. (laughs) (laughs) True. But most of the time you're probably not. And and cake prices depend on not only the flavours that go into it and how many. Um, It depends on how many people you want to feed how much work goes into the decorations. Like there's so many different so things. So you're just getting – you're getting charged for what you're paying for you're really. Getting so it's not you're yeah. a particular wedding tax per se. No, or, not at all. But because weddings are so grand, you know, rather than your regular party or whatever, that's why yeah. it is so expensive. People aren't not notching up the prices because it's a wedding. It's, you know, a bit more involved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that – like suppliers within the wedding and events industry, they're incredibly talented and they are incredibly amazing at what they do, the job that they do. So what you're actually paying for when you are especially wedding specific. I said that word right because <laughs> I can't say specific. Okay. <laughs> okay. So specific. Specific. Yes. Uh, but when not you Pacific. go, not Pacific, <laughs> not specific. Um, but when you go and look for a wedding vendor that is specifically a wedding vendor, you're paying these people not for the 30 minutes that they're there on the day. You're paying them for the 30 plus years of experience that they have to get to this position. You're paying them for the 30 hours that they've spent preparing for this moment you know you're you're paying for all the equipment that they've had to buy for this they only get one one go on a wedding day you can't redo a 300 person cake if you stuff it up the day before whereas you know potentially if you're getting a cake for for a, a milestone a special milestone or something like that if something goes wrong there could be three or four more on the table that they can sub in you can't do that with a wedding cake so not only are you paying 
a supplier for their services and the actual tangible product that you receive, but you're also paying them for everything that you don't see. And I think that's probably where people think, oh, there's this hidden wedding tax. When in actual fact, there's not. You're just paying these suppliers the job that it's taken them 30 years to learn, but you're only seeing 30 minutes worth of it. Mm. Makes sense. All right. Next question uh, is from Olivia from New South Wales. I keep getting different costs when I inquire with suppliers for the same thing. How do I know I'm not being ripped off by one or, you know, is one, you know, why is one more overpriced than the other? Yeah. Okay. So this is, um, you know what, this is something that along the journey, every single couple will feel and experience at one point in time. Um, I don't think I have ever known a person like a couple to get married and, and, and book the first invoice that comes across their desk and have been completely happy with the first invoice and have never questioned it. So I think there are three main areas that, you know, I'd say your quotes and all the subsequent price tags that are attached to your quotes differ and then therefore you you kind of get a mixed bag from there so when you first inquire with certain vendors you you potentially are going to get some really different quotes um and there is you know three main reasons experience in the area is one um time invested in the day and behind the scenes so like we were just talking about before um the costs behind the scenes and the cost that you don't see to actually get the product to the door on your wedding day is also, you know, um, where you're going to incur charges that you might not have expected. And obviously for things like um, decor or things like floristry, you're going to get labor, delivery and maintenance costs as well. So, but experience is number one. You absolutely 100% get what you pay for. Um, When a supplier sends you a quote for their service, even if the quote's itemized, and so, what I mean by itemized is that you've got all the line costs for everything that you've inquired about. So you've got a bouquet cost here, you've got a buttonhole cost there. So even if you get a quote that's super itemized, you're actually receiving way more than what's on that particular quote that the supplier's put in writing. So for example, we've touched just before on floristry, so let's stay there. So what's included per line is all your inquir- like your requirements and an individual price tag will be attached to each of those things so but what might not be included like visibly for you to see um and you you're not supposed to know this because you haven't been married before well most people haven't been (laughs) married necessarily before (laughs) all that many times oh yeah (laughs) so if you don't and if you don't work in the industry you, you just you don't know and you're not expected to so you might not know that what the costs you're incurring as well include all the hours spent behind the scenes so admin um, maintaining all communications with not only the couple though but their f- the wholesale flower markets their local growers mm. so this is this so is the not back just to back it is and this is not just like one phone call or one email um this is face-to-face meets meetings um researching ordering and like let me be clear here almost every single time for every single wedding for a florist especially they'll probably have to be a change in their ordering process so when a quote's being given you will go back and forth multiple times potentially with a vendor to get exactly what you need for the price you need so that that 
has obviously a flow and effect to the vendor who then have to make sure that your new requirements can be serviced. So every time you change your quote, there is all this additional back work that a supplier has to do that I don't think people realise. They So just you're think, saying like if a bride and groom want to change uh, like a quote. So if yeah. they've ordered white and green flowers and yeah. then suddenly they say, oh, could you just add this little flower thing to the entryway yeah. or, uh, yeah. you know, is that what you mean by when they're changing it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. And then sometimes, you know, um, especially with creative budgets, creative budgets can fluctuate. They're probably the investment that couples um, change most readily. So usually they say, oh, we want to spend this on a photographer. That generally doesn't change. It's the creative elements that when they're getting towards the end of their planning journey that they're like, I thought I had ten dollars or $15,000 for flowers. Don't freak out. I know that sounds a lot, but <laughs> that's kind of average. Um, but in actual fact, now that they've picked all the important um, suppliers that mean something to them and they've, you know, booked the extra champagne tower that they hadn't initially budgeted for, This last, these last few suppliers slowly get chipped away at what they'd initially budgeted. So if you've con- contacted a florist six months ago and you've done a quote and you've booked everything in and six months later you come back to them and say, you know what, our budget's changed. We're going to have to do this. I actually want to put some red tones in here. I really love... Um, dahlias, dahlias, potatoes, potatoes, however you want to say that. But um, are they available? Can you get the colour I want? It's not just a florist putting in um, a new arrangement, mm-hmm. including dahlias at $250. Yeah. It's not just that. There's a lot and, more work. And I mean, like that would be happening so often because I feel like, you yeah, know, my totally. taste change every month I decide I want something different for my wedding when I have it and then I could imagine only if you're booking in suppliers uh you know a year out to your wedding that initially what you perhaps wanted is going to change a lot during the course of your wedding plan every supplier knows that though and every supplier allows for that of course yeah I mean that's just if you book in a certain type of thing with one creative supplier at the start yeah you know they're pretty you know lean you know, able to move things across. They're super if you need flexible. Yeah, they're super cool. flexible. But I think that's just one of those kind of things like their time is money and they So are you have getting to, charged each time or no, is that no, from you your don't do quote? that. But that's just that's just something that, you know, um, when you see uh, potentially a labour charge or a um, service fee charge, that's what that is included okay. for. So, so yeah. that's all covering in the cost. That's all covering So you're not going to get charged to for changing your mind no. a million times. Oh my, no. I mean, obviously no. there's obviously, a point where you... <laughs> within reason. But I'm sure there are some brides. Yeah, there are. <laughs> totally. No, no, nothing like that. But, you know, multiple quotes take time. So if you're going back and forth all the time then their time is their money. You know, that's that's also what they do. They don't just produce flowers. They also manage the entire lead up to get those yeah. incredible and flowers to you, you on know, the day. And it's those things like, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the market runs at 3 a.m. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Twice during the week before your wedding, the days yeah. prior to the wedding prepping and, you know, stripping the flowers and peeling them. And, yeah. you know, they don't come from the markets ready as a bouquet. No. Which no. a lot of people probably think they do, you know, and the cleaning of the vases, like, you know, Yuck. all that kind of thing. The list yep, goes on. Yeah, the worst on. job. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No, which and I like, things. you just don't think of these things. No, you do you? don't, but you're not supposed to. And I think that's what the stress you know, is. a bride. Because I've had friends that have done the flowers themselves. Yeah. 
And I think that it, it perhaps is this easy thing where you do go to the markets, but you don't want to be spending your wedding week my gosh. traveling nah. to the market. Nah. You know, they end up sitting there with 10 wedding guests the night do. before getting the bouquets ready for all the tables oh with God. the vases. So it nah. just, as you said, like it, what you pay is what you get. You're paying for yeah. these people to do this for you so it can alleviate some stress. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and suppliers, we will just keep on florists, but florists, they've trained, they've studied, they've paid for courses, potentially some of them, um, to learn their trade. They've spent years honing all their skills, um, you know, all the equipment that they have, they need to be able to create your wedding flowers and bouquets, like like um, particular scissors and stripping tools for the flowers, because obviously it doesn't come from the market perfect for you. All, um, you know, everything that they've pre-purchased, pre-done, pre-learnt, that is what gives you a smooth and seamless wedding day. That mm. is what also you are paying for. So I think before you decide if somebody's too expensive potentially have a look into the reason why you liked them in the first place and have a look at the reason why you're choosing to invest in them because they might not necessarily they might be too expensive for you and your budget but the experience and their trade and their ability you know, that, that's what they're charging for. Mm, so mm. it just might not fit with your budget and that's okay. Mm. You know, that's okay. It, not every supplier fits with every budget, even though we, you know, it would be beautiful, but there, there are different levels. And I think that just goes back to, I think what we talked about in a previous episode of, you know, working out your negotiables and your non, yes, you know, what are you absolutely. willing, what are you yep. willing to spend money on? What suppliers mean more to you? You know, some people couldn't totally. care less about having photographs or a, videographer like I know for me I you know I want really candid photos yeah. you know I would be happy with someone with their phone walking around my wedding and yeah yeah t- I don't you know I don't want the setup photos on the beach or anything like that so me spending money on a photographer perhaps you know wouldn't serve me and my yeah. partner you know but we would be more interested in having amazing cocktails yeah, and exactly um, <clears throat> you know a DJ or music yeah. you know so yeah it just depends on your in- individual you know what are you willing to move with your money when you're booking these suppliers and uh, thinking about that first? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I think as well, there are so many, there are so many options out there. And so you've also got to consider when you're getting quotes back, if a florist has been in the business for 10 years, then they're probably going to have a higher cost than a florist that's been in the business for 10 months. Um, You know, and, your wedding day can't be a do-over so um you know you are really paying an investment to a supplier with the experience so I wouldn't necessarily look at it and say they're too expensive um because that's kind of I suppose also you've got to be really careful because that's telling a supplier what you think their ability is worth um which is is you know not our our job um but really have a look at okay how long have they been in business who have they worked for prior how often do they do this for now um you know and and how much do I really want them great all right so the next question is one that I'm sure I think we got multiple questions um you know via dms for this one and it's one that I'm super keen to discuss and 
it's all about wedding budgets in Australia. So we all see these um, graphics of, you know, the pie chart with how much things cost, which I think can be a bit outdated. So you might look at, you know, the wedding budget, you know, and they have these average costs of a a wedding in Australia costs $55,000. That's the average cost. But I think like looking at these kind of things can be quite, you know, outdated. And we know that wedding budgets seem to, you know, seem pretty rigid at the start you know and before you know it these little extra little expenses come in the forgotten items and the backup plans start to wreak havoc um (laughs) you know with all your good intentions so you know I think ASIC's Money Smart came out with a statistic that you know more than one third of Australian couples spend beyond their wedding budget um you know and I think we really need to touch on this because I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> so the question is, you know, how can you help with a basic budget? So how much does a wedding in Australia cost? How much should I expect to pay? So Laura, you obviously would have, I mean, I suppose you might have the view because you are a planner. People are probably willing to spend a little bit more money, like the demographic of people. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure like who yeah. you work with. Um, but you could, you might be able to give us a bit of insight on this yeah. one. I'd love to hear. This is probably the main question that we get this. How asked much this do I need to save basically yeah, totally. for my wedding in 12 months when I'm <laughs> having a baby? How deposits I need? Exactly. Because <laughs> I've nearly spent, what is it? When you have your first baby, you spend 10 grand. So that's 10 mm-hmm. grand out of the bank. That's it. Exactly. Um, you, you what do can't... I need to do? Just tell me <laughs> how I like. Do I have to rob a bank or? You do. Well, you can't uh, eat, you can't eat Avon toast anymore. Out, that's for sure. No, I'm joking. Please right. help. Firstly, don't Google <laughs> the average cost of a wedding in Australia because like it, it is absolutely, you, you've got no idea where that get information from. And it's, let me tell you, as a planner who deals with all ranges of budget. So it's funny you oh, say, good. So you got you know, all ranges. Well, we do. I mean, gosh, yeah. we've got, we've had in the past and let's even just take COVID and the situation out of it now. But in the past, we have had couples that have had $30,000 budgets. Cool. Yeah. To do their day. They've obviously had a significantly reduced guest list. Um, but we've worked with with couples who um, have done $30,000 intimate um, dinners, $15,000 elopements. Um, and then we've got, you know, clients that have two and three hundred people at a party to end all parties and they're any, uh, anywhere upwards from hundred and fifty to $200,000 mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, a wedding. Mm-hmm. So do not it, it, you know what? It's almost like, you know, when they say, um, if you've got a headache, don't Google it because then suddenly you have brain cancer. Yeah. This is exactly the same thing. Do not Google an average cost of a wedding because it is super misleading. Okay. It's really variable. So I think it, when you do Google it, because I have, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure that on Google it says, yeah, like 55,000 yeah, Australian is the average cost. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's not more, but please mm. do go on. <laughs> well, this is the thing. And like we've touched on before, like what does that cost entail to each couple? Like have they just randomly like did each couple invest big portions of money into certain areas? Did they interview couples that only had 50 people going to their wedding? You know, we, we don't we don't know the backstory there. So I think regardless of your budget or the amount that you want to invest in your wedding day, I think you need to make sure that you're keeping certain things like at the forefront of your mind when considering your budget. Okay. 
Can we dive in? Let's do it. What's your tips? (laughs) Right. Well, firstly. I'm writing these down. I'm taking notes. (laughs) Get get out your your pen and paper. Firstly, though, I mean, and we've touched on it before, set your priorities. So tip one is set your priorities. What's the most important thing to your your partner Mm -hmm. and yourself for your wedding day? Is it food? Is it music? Do you really care about what chairs your guests sit on? Um, You know, discuss together what you both deem as the most necessary things to spend your money on to be a part of your wedding day and then start there. So then you work your way backwards in the budget because making the most important features really amazing will actually set your tone for the entire day. So Mm -hmm. firstly... Set your priorities. Yep, set your priorities and pick your suppliers that mean the most. Right. Secondly... Your number of guests really dictate your budget, okay? So Mm -hmm. venues have minimum guest counts, minimum spends. Marquees have whatever you want to do but a higher starting spend because you've got to bring everything in. So before your styling, before like your stationary suites, before alcohol choice, your guest list is one of the biggest things that would dictate how much you will end up spending. what what would be you know, what would kind of make that budget go up? If you had 80 guests going to 100, would that make a massive dint? Like huge. Okay, so 20 extra guests could cost you how much more, would you say? Twenty. Well, if you kind of look at a wedding and say, okay, well, you're paying sort of 150, 130 to 180 per head for food, um, you know, 50 to 60 per head for alcohol, let's just say. So let's round it to 200 to 250 per mm, head. Mm. Yeah, an extra 20 people is just – I can't even do my maths, so I need a calculator. <laughs> but you're going to have thousands of dollars straight away. Yeah, just from add that amount of just, just adding on add, – then add on 20 extra chairs, three extra tables to seat them at, um, you know – 20 extra sets of cutlery, glassware. Um, if you're going to do bonbonniere, which... Is that like a bit outdated though? Yes, but some people <laughs> still do people it. Do. Oh, some people still do it. but Everyone even, ends up leaving it. Of course they do. Unless it's like an wedding. almond and you're drunk and you're like eating it late. Ew, but, oh <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes bonbonniere can cost ten dollars for each person so then yeah. suddenly you've got another 200 or if you're doing like dollars. you know a round of espresso like yes yeah or shots or something at the end yeah, yeah. it just it it oh god so you need to keep your really wedding quickly. budget yes okay yeah. so if you're wanting a big wedding you've got to be what then would you justify as a big wedding how many um over a hundred guests or uh, no at the moment I'd say probably average would be 80 to 130 anything over 150 guests is probably getting up to a bigger wedding that's just okay. for us though okay um and for the couples that we deal with I mean gosh you you speak to other planners um um and you know they do three four five hundred guests at their wedding so for us kind of 150 to 200 is probably the bigger side mm-hmm. um anything below 80 we would classify that as you know more of an intimate event um but 80 to 120 to 130 is about average okay yeah so if you, you kind of look at it like that you're looking to spend potentially 
you know, anywhere from twenty to $30,000 on catering alone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, depending okay. on, on how you want to, how you want your wedding day to be. So yeah, the more guests, the quicker things add up and that's just one vendor, Okay, you know, so you do, you've got to be really careful. So, um, you know, be ex- expect to stretch what you initially thought you wanted to pay if you have a lot of guests um and you know if you need to use your wedding planner as an excuse or your venue venue as an excuse because you need to lower the guest count you just say i've got i, I can't i've just got to lower or COVID. it <laughs> or COVID. Good COVID is the best um okay budget tip number three okay um this is a hard one but i think you know it's one i give thought to quite often it's one I always (laughs) discuss with my couples at the beginning Mm. have reasonable expectations and that's really hard because it's like so I just can't recreate that um wedding from Pinterest no the bridal journey (laughs) for for five thousand dollars no you can't um but you know you don't know what things are going to cost because you haven't done this before. So I don't, I think couples are, are sometimes too hard on themselves and they're like, oh, well, I never thought it would be that much. I mean, you, you're never going to know because you haven't done this before. And if you're not in the industry, you've got no, you know, you've got no real idea. So, you know, just be, my best advice is probably to consult your stylist or planner when talking to vendors and talk to them, talk to your vendors directly um, give them your budgets at the very beginning. Say, hey, this is what I thought I would want to spend. This is my inspo. Are we even close to being able to achieve anything? And they would be more than every single supplier will be more than happy to let you know, you know what, you're spot on or with this amount of money, you're actually looking more towards X, Y, Z. And they will, they okay. will so quickly be able to show you what, what, you know, it's relevant. I suppose that's a good tip too, is bringing in the photos so they can clearly see what you're visioning in your mind. I know, you know, I always do that with the hairdressers because sometimes necessarily what you want to, you know, how it's coming out is completely opposite to what, you know, you're visualizing in your mind. So that's actually a really good tip. Bring your inspo photos and your budget give that both to them yeah absolutely and you know like when you're talking to suppliers and especially creative suppliers um you know style and theme and design that's all really really subjective so what you think is not grand your florist might think's pretty grand or what you think's just oh just chuck some foliage down the <laughs> tables like it'll cost like a uh, chandelier is hanging from yes, the tables yeah. yeah well that's the thing or, or you'd be like oh just chuck some foliage on the tables that you know just do it really cheaply is not that's not actually what happens that's and what happens when you get your hair done you're like oh yeah. just whack some um highlights yeah. and then yeah you totally walking out with a shit show and you're like, <laughs> that's exactly shit. it that's i should have shown the photo yeah. this time yeah yeah okay <laughs> so yeah i think have reasonable expectations but oh, make sure you communicate with your vendors at the very okay. beginning all right next one so okay. looking at the length um be prepared <laughs> Be prepared. Okay, basic budget tip number, what are we up to? Number four. Yes, I think preparedness is so important. I mean, we're both list makers, aren't we, Andy? And I think mm-hmm. it's really, look, you've you've got multiple vendors, you're going to get multiple quotes, you're going to have multiple options, So multiple when you're variations. saying you're going to have multiple options, are you saying reach out to multiple vendors? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely I do. I mean, the thing is, is that if you're not employing a planner, you've got to do all this work for you. So for me, I can tell my clients, hey, if you've got this budget, here's who you're going to be looking at. And we know exactly what we're doing, but that's our job. Couples who don't. That's why it's helpful yeah. having a planner. Yes, this is why exactly. But if you if you can't, if you don't have that kind of money to invest, then you you are you're going to have to do all the legwork yourselves, which mm-hmm. is completely mm-hmm. fine. Um, but in saying that, that does mean that you are going to have to get multiple cult quotes from suppliers um, and nut it out from there. Um, you know, don't I? Th- I think. I think you need to, and I mean, we touched on it just before, but you need to be, do it early rather than wait and wait and rush. There are some suppliers that you can't book in um, until six to eight months before your wedding day. There are some that you book, you have to get in contact with and book 12 to 18 months before your oh, wedding wow. day. So, you know, inquire with everybody. Um, some might come back to you and say, look, we're not taking bookies, bookings until 12 months out. You just make a note and oh, go back to them. I'm planning right? on having my wedding like this time next year. I need it. I yep. haven't done anything. I'm not prepared. <laughs> oh, no. prepared. I'm not prepared. No, but I think, and it's one of those things and it's funny and I don't know um, about everybody else, but my, there is nothing more fulfilling and this sounds really sad at work than having a list and being able to tick boxes yeah. or highlight things like it is so fulfilling mm. and that's exactly how you've got to approach wedding planning is the longer you leave it, the more chance you have of making a rash, rash decision. And if you make a rash decision, half the time it's way more expensive than you wanted to do because you freak out. You don't know what else to book. There's now like limited people left. So you don't have the opportunity to um, compare costs of different people and, and weigh up the benefits. Okay. And then you get to give yourself that time. Give yourself some time. Don't, it is. And, you know, 12 months seems like a long time, but it's actually not because we're working. Like I've got, sounds crazy because I don't even have a diary for 2022 yet, but we have got people inquiring for 2023. Wow. And because of obviously. that's because of COVID though? Like people are just. I think it is, but I also think that people are starting to realise, you know, being prepared is makes the process so much nicer that's why i'm here though don't you worry but it makes it (laughs) so much nicer okay (laughs) our our last one so the oh my god factor so number five (laughs) okay this is this is like i feel like this is going back to um that pinterest picture again but Everybody mm. wants a wedding. Like you go into the hairdressers with a picture. I always want them to make me look like the I'm photo. like I want Margot Robbie's hair, but I also want her face and her body and everything about her. It's pretty much the same as a wedding. You know, people, especially from a creative point of view, people bring you. Do you think pictures? that's because of Instagram? Have you noticed 100%. a huge shift? Huge. So people just want to impress. Of course they do. People on social media. Oh my gosh. For one (laughs) one snippet on the gram. Of course they do. But, you know, it's not just Instagram because as amazing as Instagram is with um, inspiration, it also, you've got to be really careful not to fall into the comparing yourself and your situation to everybody else because you actually don't know what everybody else is. You could have seen an incredible wedding on the cliffs 
in Italy. It could be absolutely stunning. They could have chandeliers hanging above their tables. They could also only have 15 people. But you don't see that from this one picture. So, um, you know, you've, you've just got to be really careful. But the oh my God factor or the wow factor in every wedding. And I think, you know, you speak to, I think you speak to a lot of um, creative suppliers and they'll probably tell you the same thing is that have one element per area. So have one element at your ceremony and one element at your reception. If you're working to a specific budget and don't have um, the luxury to have it fluctuate when you suddenly find something that you love on Pinterest and you're like, oh my God, I've got to have that and then just slip it in. If you don't have that luxury, then you've really got to stick to one element at each area and make that incredible. So if food and alcohol is really important to you, make sure you're uh, employing the caterer that is known for their service and known for the way that their staff handle guests. Um, Employ a mixologist. Like if you're a cocktail person, spend the extra money and get a specific mixologist that can throw cocktails up in the air and create an experience for guests. Guests are not going to remember this fire-blowing cocktail man and your 30-foot um, floral install and your plating. And your, they're not going to remember all of that. They're going to remember one thing at every area. So... You've got to pick what's again, and it's all going back to what's really important to you guys as as a couple, but pick the one thing and blow it up and then pair absolutely everything back because people's, yeah, because people's minds can't take like, you can't take in stuff. And I mean, I guess people just want to enjoy the night anyway. They're not really probably interested. Like how many plate settings don't want to offend you, Laura. Do I, I know you spend a lot of time doing this, but for life of me, I've been to what, 20 weddings probably. Can't remember any plates. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember any, um, you know, flowers on the table. Can, I remembered what the wedding felt like yep. and if I had fun yep. and if it was a relaxed environment and, yep. you know, how drunk I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I got one last question for you though. Oh yes. Okay. This is from me. <laughs> But really, how much does the average wedding cost? <laughs> Tell oh me. Oh my gosh. All right, I no, can't. Can you just give us a ballpark so I know how much I need to save? Just say, <sighs> all right, I'm just uh, the normal per. No, not the normal, you know. Okay. I want a nice wedding. Yep. Nice drinks. Yep. Are you having cocktail or sit down? Uh, cocktail, perhaps yep. 80 to 100 guests. Mm-hmm. What would I be looking at? Oh, you've really Thinking put me on the spot here. I know. Just so we can give people an idea of how much they perhaps might budget for. Look. I don't want a videographer. I yeah. want to spend money with music and drinks. Cocktail. I would. 80 to 100 guests. I would be saying per guest. Oh, God. Right? You, you could be looking at anywhere. <laughs> give me an average. <laughs> for food and alcohol just alone. Um, so what that, that could be 25 you'd probably be looking at let's just say um you know anywhere from 150 to 180 200 ahead for your guests so start so there. is that eating and drinking yeah start there and then work your way up from there or okay. down so what do you reckon how much do i need 40, you want 100 do you know what and this is, I suppose, kind of how, okay, so 
there is very rarely, very rarely do we do a marquee wedding for 100 guests under $100,000. Wow. Very rarely do we do – it can be done. It can absolutely be done. $80,000 can be done. You have to pick what is most important to you and scale back absolutely everything else. Mm. Um, You know, costs vary if you are at a venue – because you have got everything there. You've got staff, you've got toilets, you've got lighting. You don't need to worry about bringing anything like that in. So initially they might have a higher per head cost. But it um, ends up you're not bringing everything but in. But you're not bringing everything All in. All right, so, so marquee, we're looking at 100K. Yeah, I would say anywhere from – if you're looking at 100 people for a marquee wedding, you yeah, could – Yeah, let's go with 100 people, which okay. is what most people have. So marquee, yes. marquee 100 people, 100K. If you're going to have something, you know – 80s really tight but achievable. Okay. 100s probably average. Mm-hmm. 120 you'd be looking at having, you know, some really cool wow factors right. and up. Going. Yes. All right, so we okay. take that off, marquee. Yes. Next one. Cocktail. 100 people at a cocktail. At a um, venue, at a venue. At a venue. Well, your How venue is we probably you, you're still going to have a minimum per spend. And you're still going to have a per head cost. Yeah, so, it, um, so a maybe potentially is similar to sit down in price. It's just it's, is it's, it? It's you much know of a what? muchness. Yeah, there's much of a muchness. There's Between not cocktail and sit down. Too much difference. Yeah, there could be five k difference. Okay. You know, cocktail could be sort of five k cheaper potentially. But yeah. again, it depends on what supply you go with. Depends on how um, how they serve your but food. That would be less than a marquee per se. Cocktail at a venue, just as long as you're not picking like, you know, um, the plaza ballroom. Mm, mm. Um, If you're going to go to, if you're going to have... Just a nice um, average venue or a small winery, how much we're looking at. A small winery. Well, then you could look anywhere from... Anywhere from sixty to a hundred potentially for cocktail. And Depends on how you want it, how deep you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, <laughs> but oh, keeping God. in mind, this is just this is just my experience, and this is just my clients. and this is people that probably you know do want the bells and whistles of every, you know nice flowers and totally. stuff. Keeping Absolutely. in mind, this is not for everybody. Yeah, no. Um, but you know no. what what you're saying kind of around on Instagram yep. and stuff per se. You know, this might not be exactly. No, and this, this is, is just, this is just like our knowledge from our clients, and so yeah. you can have you could spend two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars a head on food and alcohol at an mm. incredible space, but then the only other really addition you have is a band and a photographer. So you might actually be able to get that wedding for sixty grand and have an incredible venue, but utilize the venue as the aesthetic and not add a whole lot in there. Keep yeah, everything really depending on what just depends on where you go. If you're going to well, go I, to a shed, yeah. you're going to need to spend more money to make it not look like a shed. You know? <laughs> not look like a farmhouse. <laughs> That's well, it. we'll wrap it up there. I think we've gone okay. way over time. I think way we could talk time. about this forever. Yes. So if you've got more questions too, I think like budget, I, I could just ask, sit here and ask Laura a million questions and go on forever. <laughs> but if you do have a question, DM us um, on the UME podcast Instagram um, or hello at the UME podcast.com with your questions. So next week on the UME podcast, um, the bonus episode, um, which is 
out every Thursday, we touch on your guests. So mm. how do you decide on a guest list? And if your parents are contributing to your wedding day, is it their right to be able to invite their second cousin, babysitters, best friends, dog walker, <laughs> whatever? And then if you have a question, oh, well, yeah. So we'll go from there. We'll see yeah. you next week. And we've got our Real Bride episodes coming out every Monday. Beautiful. Hooroo. See you next week. Bye. Bye.